Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's cooking on the day? Sports though, fantasy baseball show. We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. We're talking starting pitchers. And we'll get into some closures as well. We'll be joined by Nick Macaronis to talk the NL East. That's what's cooking on the day. Sports Stowe Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Throw Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and Righteous Felon Jerky, RighteousFelon.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I am joined, uh, if I can push the right button, by uh, the senior fantasy Belly Up uh, baseball writer, Kevin Wilson, joining the show again. Kev, how you doing, man? Oh, we're doing great. Uh uh, it's my wife's birthday today, and hey, so happy birthday. and so we were able to take a couple days off and um, enjoy ourselves a little bit. And uh, uh, I I missed the uh, football show this morning because it's her birthday, but we've had a great time and we're back on the beam. So here I am. Yes, you missed the fantasy football show, but not the fantasy baseball show. You know, you got the priorities. <laughs> am I right, Ben? <laughs> you got it. We welcome in all our listeners listening to us live uh, on the Sports Stove YouTube page or the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page and all those listening later via the podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you've missed any of our past episodes, go to find the Sports Stove podcast and you'll find the uh, we had the corner infielders, middle infielders uh, and outfielders and catchers all ranked already this year. And, of course, we're gearing up to next week our live fantasy baseball draft right here uh, live on YouTube. And we'll be bringing in the league members throughout the draft uh, to be talking about different things going on, strategies and stuff like that. And, Kev, you and I were talking before we came on live. Uh, it's going to be an intriguing draft for us because we yeah. have what, four new members, I think. Um, That's right. And, and so, one guy who's never done fantasy baseball before. Yeah. And so it's going to see what kind of uh, – uh, presence he brings to it and uh i'm really looking forward to seeing what exactly it happens uh you and i are towards the end of the draft and so uh i was at the front last year i'm at right. at number seven this year so we'll see, be interesting to see how the draft strategy you know works or does not work and how fast we abandon that strategy depending on how things are going 
True. Very true. And I've said this, but this will be the first time ever that I've been in a league with another Milwaukee Brewers fan. Uh, so I've That's never right. had a fight so for Brewers. As I mentioned to both of you, we'll be keeping our eyes on you guys to make sure there's no underhandedness going on. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got an article coming out tomorrow, Kev, on bellyupfantasysports.com. NL Central uh, Fantasy Locks, Busts, and Sleepers. And uh, so you can read which Brewers I'm looking at or avoiding uh, this year as long as I'm interested to hear that myself. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it already. I posted the AL East article on Saturday. It's available on bellyupfantasysports.com and the NL Central comes out tomorrow. We'll continue to post those. The plan is every other day uh, posting a new division out there. And Kev, what's the most recent thing you've put out? Uh, well, last week we talked about outfielders. And so uh, I didn't talk about the top outfielders because I think a lot of people already realize who they are. But uh, I've got the, the outfielder values article that's on the Belly Up Fantasy website right now. So if you want to find out who you might want to be taking once we get to the later stages of the draft, that is something you'll definitely want to check out. So Belly Up Fantasy website, it's there. And uh, there are all kinds of articles. We're blowing the doors off of Belly Up you know, Fantasy website with our baseball fantasy stories. They're coming out so fast and so furious. So if you're into fantasy baseball, definitely get over there and check that out immediately after the show. Yeah, 100%. There is, you're right, a ton of stuff being being produced right now. Yeah, nobody cares about like ba- basketball, apparently, even though I did have an article I just did a couple weeks ago on fantasy basketball because the fantasy basketball and hockey playoffs yeah. start tomorrow. Yes. So if you're into that, we won't mention anything because it's <laughs> baseball, but if you're into that, get over to the uh, – uh, belly up fantasy website and check that out all right let's get into our first uh segment of the day and we're gonna be talking closers in our fantasy burner all right for our fantasy burner topic today we're gonna talk closers because you don't draft a lot of clo- well some people might i suppose but in most cases Closers are kind of that thing that you, to me, they're like kickers in in fantasy football. You're going to grab them here when they're they're at the right value, but I don't reach for closers. And last year was a perfect example of that. You took Josh Hader. Um, I would have loved to have had Hader on my team, but I wasn't willing to take that draft pick that high. Uh, What's your strategy with closers? Well, as you know, I am not big on closers or relief pitchers to begin with. And uh, as you mentioned, I did think that uh, Josh Hader was a good enough draft pick that I did take him, and it worked up until it didn't work. (laughs) Until the trade deadline, pretty much. Right. And just before that, he was falling apart for whatever reason. We won't get into any of that. But uh, So I am a guy that if I don't have a single relief pitcher on my team, I'm fine with that. If there's a guy that uh, I'm like, wow, okay, he's hanging around, I might take a look at that. And uh, so it's easy for me to say that, uh, you know, when it comes, because we've got holds as a category in our league. We do. And saves are a category in our league. You could be pretty sure that uh, Team Wilson will be in the back end of that. Yeah. But uh, it's not a Cats league. So right. that does not factor into it. It's just points. And so being that the case, Relief pitchers, to me, because you don't know when they're going to pitch, 
if they pitch bad, it it really drags down your team with the negative points and all that sort of stuff. So I'm not that big on relief pitchers unless it makes sense. And yeah. I thought it made sense last year, like I said, to take Josh Hader when I did. And so you can be pretty sure I will not be doing that this year. Yeah, in our league, with holds being uh, five points for a hold, um, I was pretty aggressive in the waiver wire looking for holds. Um, I only had, I think, two two setup guys, and I think I had two closers, if I remember right, on my team. So that it wasn't a lot of, of bullpen guys, but I knew I could get some points there. And actually, I think the holds is a safer bet than even the I same. I think so, too, because they pitch earlier in the game. Yeah. It's not the pressure. You know, the, the pressure is not there. They usually they can they might come in and and they they don't have the runners on base or whatever else. But uh, so if you're in, so that's going to take some research oh, on yeah. your part if yeah. that is what you're looking for, because the the holds guys is not something you're going to find at the top of anybody's closer, you know, list. Definitely. So now do some research on that. Not everybody has holds in their league, so we're gonna we're gonna limit this. They should, I think they should. It's a legitimate. That's fair. You know, category. Yeah, I like like it in our league. Um, I I do too. And blown saves also has a you know it's negative five. There's no well, if you have a hold situation, you blow it. That's a blown save. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. Yeah. So as we've talked many times, know your league rule. Uh, when we look at closers, though, specifically, I've got four guys that I'm interested in. And then yeah. after that, I really don't care. Uh, if I don't get one of those four at the right spot, then I'll wait until late in the draft to even consider picking up closers. Um, the four that I've got, and I've got them in this order, Kevin, is Devin Williams with Milwaukee. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year. Emmanuel okay. Classe in Cleveland, Edwin Diaz for the Mets, and Josh Hader in San Diego. Uh, you mentioned Hater's, you know, fall last year, but he had some major family issues going on. A daughter that he was, did. Him. and so that of- affected him. Obviously, yeah, he's a human being just like you or I. And so, uh, yes, I've got five okay closers that I'm looking at, and I've got Edwin Diaz in the number one spot simply because I think the Mets are going to be in a lot of games. And uh, their, their their owner spent, what, a billion dollars or whatever it is he did. And so they're going to be in the lead a lot. So opportunities, you got to look for opportunities when it comes to closers. So I got him at number one, even though he's ranked fourth by fantasy pros. But I've got a number one, Emmanuel Clace of Cleveland. He's a quality pitcher. He's number one on fantasy pros. Cleveland's going to have a good enough team. There'll be some leads and stuff going on there. Not a great three. Return. Devin Williams. I am all in. I agree with you. That you know, I don't know how much your Milwaukee bias is talking with when it comes to him, but he is a guy that that can strike out you. You know, with the best of them. And I think Milwaukee's going to have a quality team this year, and so I like him at number three. I got Josh Hader at number four. He could move up, but. That's the thing. When you're drafting, you get what you get. Right. I think that he could move from that for number four. He could move up to the number one spot conceivably. Yeah. And I've got one more, and that's Ryan Presley of the Houston Astros at number five. And mm-hmm. he is a pitcher who he did everything last year. It's all here. It's 33 saves. He only blew four games all you know all season. And so everything is locked in for him. 
Houston's going to, they're defending champions. They're going to have a quality team as well. So five guys that I'm looking at that top the leaderboards when it comes to close. Yeah, I like those as well. And we're going to, we'll talk about closers as the season goes on. We'll kind of keep an eye on what they're doing and as we need to get them. But we try to keep this first segment quick. That's our fantasy burner. And Kev, it's time to get into our guest segment of the day, a call to the pin. Now it's time for our guest segment. We named our call to the pin. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. And you can visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. And welcoming in, I, again, I got to push the right buttons here. Our guest uh, for the day is Nick Macaronis, who joined us a lot last year as well. And he's here to talk some fantasy, well, some regular baseball and fantasy baseball with us today. Nick, how you doing, man? I am doing well, my friends. How are we doing? It's been it's a long been time. It's been a while, Nick, since we talked. I mean, how's it going out there? Uh, busy, 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 but, uh, rolling okay. in the spring break, uh, have this week off, got a, got a nice long honeydew list. I, I got a tackle, but, uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to get done. Okay. The honeydew list. Yes. That's always a good I time. I was off this past week. I didn't have a honeydew list. So I feel, I feel, uh, you know, that's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even though, you know, it's her birthday, so she could have conceivably given me one, but, uh, it didn't happen, so we were able to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Nick, Nick is joining our fantasy league this year. Uh, last year, he was on the show with us a lot on Belly Up Fantasy uh, Live, Fantasy Baseball Live as well. And uh, Nick's a big Phillies fan. Uh, so uh, let's talk last season because you can, you, can, you can hold to that a little while longer. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, were you surprised by the way it ended? Uh, well, first of all, I was genuinely surprised that, that, that we made it as far as we did. Cause I thought, I thought we were going to go to the playoffs, make the first round and then that would be it. Uh, was I, was I surprised? Uh, actually I was because, because I had that, that, that fool's gold glimmer of, of hope that, you know, all the planets were going to align and everything was going to come, come together and we were going to take down the Astros. And, you know, as the series went on. You know, as as you know, it didn't work out that way. But uh, I'm I'm very ecstatic about their about their um, about their progress and coming into this year. You know, like being a lifelong Philly fan. Uh, for those of you that are listening out there and that know and that and that are over the age of forty, you know, for decades they just trolled out anything uh, that would resemble a baseball player to put on a field because they know that fans would show up. Uh, and now they're actually they're hungry. They're going after good, good players, big name players, stars, legitimate stars. Trey Turner. I told Kevin at the end of last season he's coming to Philly. He says, "Oh, we'll wait and see." Well, well, we waited and uh, we saw. So uh, you know, and then they got a hold of Flow un- until Harper gets gets healthy, until he comes back. And I was very happy with the way they didn't fall apart when uh, Harper went down. So I expect. The same great things, and of course, you always got that. You always got that championship um, hangover. You know, one team always falters, and and then one team always springs board. In 
in every sport. So I'm hoping, you know, with Bryce being out to the all-star break, um, you know, Schwarber, Schwarber stays pace. At least he won't be hitting leadoff this year. That'll be good. Uh, you know, you, you don't see a leadoff man his size, A, and B, hitting 46 home runs. Uh, so now we've got Turner up, up there. but And then they improved the pitching staff. They finally listened to me, and, and they improved the pitching staff. So that's a big plus. Uh, let's start with the offense. You, you already mentioned Trey Turner, which was a phenomenal signing. I didn't think they'd get him, honestly. I, I guess I don't understand how these baseball teams have the money to do all this, <laughs> but creative accounting, <laughs> creative accounting is what, what they call it. Uh, they also add Josh Harrison, who's not scheduled to start at, at this moment. Uh, but he's a quality infielder coming over from the white Sox to add some depth there into the positions as well. Um, but talk about some of these guys that they added last year. Castellanos, uh, Castellanos, he 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 kind of underperformed. Well, not kind of. He underperformed. Kind of. <laughs> what was the expectation? Kind of would be generous. <laughs> does, does he come back this year and get back? Yeah, to what that's what I'm interested in hearing. Is he going to have the last season, or is it going to be what we might expect? Years ago, yeah. I'm going to be hopefully optimistic, and I'm going to say he he improves and he plays for what we're for what we're, we're paying for because I think I don't know offense right because his defense isn't bad. No, um, I would like to think it that it was an adjustment period, like a lot of players do. You know, playing in Philly. I mean, heck, I remember whenever Randy Johnson went to New York from the I believe it was the uh, Diamondbacks. Like, like he just fell all over himself. And he didn't do well. It took him a while to get underfoot. But again, you're you're uh, you're hopeless. You're hopelessly optimistic that he's going to perform. So he has to, or else he may be uh, a trade chip coming coming off star break or uh, trade deadline time. Yeah, he went from 34 home runs in 2021 to 13 last year. Um, his batting That's average went be one of the biggest drop offs of any player. It's one no, of. Them. I, uh, he went from 309 to 263 in the batting average. He did steal seven bases uh, up from three the year before. And this oh, year, deal. all the steals to go up a little bit. So maybe it's double digits. Steal seven bases. I'd like to see it. <laughs> so would I. So would I. Let's get down to the base pass and let's see this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you mentioned um, about Bryce Harper. So yeah. he's in camp, as I had yep. heard. And so that's got to be positive news. And so, in fantasy, how do you expect him to be handled come draft day? Okay. Uh, well, just to go off of white, we say he's he's in camp, but he's not cleared to hit a baseball yet. So he's right, so right. he's he's, not he's cleared, cleared to, to swing. Not anything, is that right? Uh, he can swing, but he can't make contact. Um, so, and then going on uh, with your other question, how do I think he's he's going to be handled? I had a draft. Um, not too long ago, and he actually went in the top of the second round. So uh, I was surprised to see that, even though because he's coming back so late. But when you're talking about Bryce Harper, you know that's like a whole different animal right there. So I could see why somebody took the chance on him to just draft him. I got him. I'm going to stash him, and then I'm going to make up for him, and then cross my fingers for when he comes back because he's not due back until till the off their break. So realistically. Every average human being would take about three weeks to a month to get back into form. Bryce Harper, it, it could be a week. We don't know. So uh, 
you know, God bless you if you draft him that high. I was, I was going to avoid him. Um, so, so you would, you, uh, you wouldn't touch him. How long not, would you avoid him? Let me put it that way. Uh, what round would you like? Okay, I'm not going to avoid him anymore. <laughs> he's going to be gone six, seven, eight ish. Okay, that's where you're getting them. Being being a reserve because because you have to stash them. I mean, yeah. un- unless you're content and putting up zeros for three months, which I don't know. Who, and if, oh, as no. Kevin would say, if you're going to do that, I don't know why you would wake up and play fantasy baseball anyway. So again, <laughs> um, yeah, I that that late. You know, it's it's kind of like drafting uh, fantasy football. I mean, if you know a guy is is going to be out for six weeks. That's that's half your season. Are you really going to waste a high draft pick on a guy just to come back for the for the second half half of the year when you could already be down and not in playoff contention anyway? So one guy is not going to be worth drafting that high when injured, even though he could be a monster coming back. That's like drafting a guy just to fill the steal stat. I mean, I'm not going to draft a guy that high for one stat. That's it's just that that doesn't work for me. Another guy you guys added last year was Brandon Marsh, and he really added something special to that team when he came in. He gave you a lot of good stats. The big thing is his strikeout percentage is way up there, 34 and a half. But mm-hmm. outside of that, he came in and gave some power, gave you some stolen bases, RBIs, and his his batting average wasn't horrible, 245. So um, he comes in year two now uh, in, in the organization as well. Uh, what do you like about him that, that maybe you saw from last year that you expect from this year? Uh, stat wise, really not too much, but I like his, his ability to get the team team going. He, he kind of reminds me of Jason Worth in that, that regard. He, he's a, he's a rah, rah guy. Um, uh, if you remember the guy from Philly, um, uh, Aaron Rowand, who would literally run through a wall, like that's like, that's the guy like, you need that kind of guy in, in the locker room to, to to rally the team around whenever Bryce isn't there. So uh, I, I like his attitude, and he's always good f- to unclog the bases. Mm. So who is uh, the player do you think that's going to benefit most from his Bryce Harper's first half absence? Who's going to fill his shoes, so to speak? Uh, I would probably say the guy that needs to be traded most on this team because of his value is going to be Reese Hoskins. I th- I think Reese has Reese has got to step it up, and in his absence as well, um, a kid that no one's really talking about too too much is Edmundo Sosa. I th- I think he's he's going to come on this year. Uh, he he's going to belt probably probably about twenty to twenty five home runs, and then we could always call up um, uh, Derek Hall again. You know he's he's a two two way player. Uh, he you know he'll spend a month down in Wilkesbury, then then he'll come up for for a month. And I think he, if he puts it all all together, uh, he could he could solidify himself a, a permanent roster spot. Right now, Scott Kingery's on the ro- roster, but he's we know who he is. I mean, he was a ni- nice story, but he's not he's not <laughs> he's not he's not an NFL player. On your fantasy team, am I right? Right. And then I like um, Boehm. Boehm is supposed to step step up really big this year. He may play some first base this year and. Uh, to give Hoskins some some time off in the field so he can concentrate on the DH. Interesting. I was going to ask you about him uh, as well, just because he's a kid that 
had a lot of high expectations and, and doesn't really feel like he's met those expectations yet. He's never been horrible, but he's also just not there where, where some people were open to be. We got a good family friend. That's a Phillies Phillies fan. And he was pretty disappointed in what Bohm has given so far. Let's talk about the rotation though. I love Nola and Wheeler. I'm kind of down on the, the other three guys. Uh, Taiwan Walker comes over from the Mets. Ranger Suarez is back, and then they're saying it's uh, Bailey Falter uh, there as your fifth guy. Um, I, are you excited about this rotation, or are you kind of you know top heavy? No, I I am. I you know out of out of all those guys, I love Ranger Suarez. I just he just What's got something. Like Ranger, right? Am I right, Nick? Ranger. Yeah. I don't know what he just got. That I don't know that like the. Like the new phrase in Philly is dog mentality. Like he'll just go out there and, and give you everything he he got every time he he uh, goes out there. Uh, in the playoffs when he was coming to come when he was called to come out of the pen, he did it for you. I I like that. Um, Falter, I don't really know too too much about about him. The the one guy, hey, the one the one guy that we, that we picked up, I wanted him two years ago, but we we got him too late. Was freaking Craig Crimble. Uh, I think he's. I think he's you done. You can have him, Nick. You can. Have I know. Him. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted him two years ago when he was actually worth worth a darn, but he's just he's just not anything anymore. He's his his arm is jello. Uh, I love our closer. I like I like Dominguez. I like Alvarado. I think we're going to be more um, dependent on our starters this year to go six seven maybe uh, instead of that three four and then try and piece together uh, a bullpen win, which. Oddly, it didn't work out too much, too much well for us last year, but it got got us to the World Series. But I don't think you can go to that well again. You guys have in your bullpen four guys with with closer experience, um, which makes me think that you'll have a lot of five inning starts uh, and then going six, seven, eight, nine out of the bullpen, depending on the guy. I think Nola maybe go longer than that sometimes. But Gregory Soto is a guy you guys traded for. I uh, got him from Detroit. He's a lefty, only 28 years old, a ton of success, um, even in Detroit, which is hard hard to come by these days. Um, and you add him. My question is those those other guys, uh, right? So you got Soto. Kimbrell is, is, a, is a wild card in the sense that he seems to be washed up. Uh, Alvarado, Dominguez, very good. Soto's very good. But then you got guys, uh, was it Bellotti? I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct. Andrew Bellotti, Matt Strom, Connor Brogdon, and Nick Nelson. And those guys, they don't they don't make anybody sweat. Uh, well, um, I'm sorry, I I do take umbrage with that. Um, Connor Brogdon makes me sweat every time he's on he's on the mound. Uh, first of all, he's six six and two oh five. He's built like a pencil. Uh, I don't want him anywhere near near the mound. Every time he come comes on the mound, he he reminds me of of um, AJ Burnett. No, don't want him. Don't want him. Don't don't need him. Get him out of there. Uh, and the other guys, you just have to wait and see. But I think we're going to be a lot better um, with our starting rotation and, of course, our lineup. Now now we're going to rely on power, getting people on, getting them over, uh, RBI heavy. So, you know, if we can hold off the, the Braves and the Mets, uh, I think we'll be in, in good situation as we were. I think we'll be in a better spot last year. Yeah, I mean, last year, 87 wins. We thought it would be higher than that. Uh, going into the season, and uh, but they pulled it off. They got to the playoffs, got got to where they needed to be at the end of the day. Um, now, Kevin mentioned Edwin Diaz as a closer for the Mets. 
And one of the things he talked about is he's going to have the opportunity to earn saves. When you look at the Mets and you see the age, the average age of their pitching staff, um, do you feel like the Mets are going to be where they were last year at 100-plus wins? Or do you think that maybe them and the Phillies could flip-flop standings-wise? I think they're going to be worse uh, because I think they're going to rely too heavily on um, Scherzer and Verlander and, and, and Quintana. Uh, I, th- I don't think their combined ages are 79 years old. <laughs> they so, could be our president. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. so. Let's not go there. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to do that, but all their starters are in their thirties. Yeah. Jose Quintana, which I liked a year ago is 34. Carlos Carrasco is 36 mm. and a newcomer. Cody Singa is third. Up. So. That's that's got to be an issue at some point, doesn't it? Oh, it is. They, and then they stole. Uh, well, I don't think they stole him, but they took uh, Coonrod from us. He he did okay last year. And then um, Zach Green again. He's he's one of the younger guys there. But again, I mean, you got a guy that was born in '88. I mean, <laughs> you know, Brooke, Brooks Rayleigh again. They they're not afraid to spend money, but they're not spending it in the appropriate areas. You know, they, they should go with the youth movement like everybody else in the league does. Cause that works. Um, you know, they're, they're in win now mode, but they don't have the players to win now, win now in my estimation. I mean, on the field, once you get behind, um, Alonzo, where, where is your power coming from? I mean, you look up and down the roster, you got, you got average don't, guys. Don't, don't tell me Nemo. Don't do that. No, I'm not. That's what I'm asking you. You, <laughs> okay. you can hit. You can hit for average with with McNeil. Uh, Lind- Lindor is always going to be good, but where is your power coming from, uh, Kenna? I don't know how many home runs he, he hit, and then you got Marte. Where where is your power co- coming from? Well, Marte is not giving you the power because first of all, he has to be healthy. Second of all, even if he is, he's your guy that's going to get you some steals. And as Vince is well aware, I liked him last year. Yeah. But that train is in the station this year. Yeah. I mean, he'll get, well, I guess he won't get 20. He's had 20, over 20 home runs twice in his career. He's done it before, but uh, it's not happening this year, I don't think. No, I think, I think the Mets are going to be done before September this, this year. I'm interested to see what they do with their pitching, though. They did acquire uh, Eliezer Hernandez from Miami. He's currently slated to come out of the bullpen as a long reliever, but that could change. Quintana, he he fractured his ribs uh, this month, so he's going to be out for a little bit probably as well. So there's going to be an open door. And now, But they do have Edwin Diaz, who at the very least is one of the most entertaining closers out yep. there. <laughs> you got to give him entertainment, right? So... Uh, yeah, but he was I, as entertaining uh, as Mitch Williams was in '93. You know, every time he went out there, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, give me my heart med- medicine. <laughs> All right, now what about Atlanta? Atlanta is that Atlanta's Atlanta, but they've they've lost some guys. They continue to lose guys every year. It seems like um, last year was Freddie Freeman. This year they lose not near as big a piece and Dansby Swanson, but Dansby Swanson, who's been one of the most consistent players out there. Um, and they just come in, they bring up the next new guy, right? The, I mean, he's been around, but uh, Vaughn Grissom, high expectations for him coming in. Ozzie Albies coming off an injury. A lot of guys are down on Albies, and I don't get it. Uh, I mean, he was hurt last year, but before that. If, if so, I get a chance to draft him, he's coming on Team Wilson. Well, you got a chance at number seven, Kev. Oh, 
<laughs> no, no, you know, I, I know I'm wearing glasses just like you, Vince, but I can't see. And so, no, number seven. We're all wearing glasses, Kevin. All wearing glasses, but uh, no. So, but, but second base, as we've talked about, is so desolate. If you're in, in the, I don't know, fifth round, maybe, maybe fourth, and he's sitting there, don't you have to scoop him? Ozzy Albies? Yeah. Oh, he won't be there in the fourth. Okay. No. <laughs> I can promise just, you that. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing that in the first or second. Third, maybe. If you want a top second baseman, you have to get him in the second round. That's just that's the way it's going to shake out. Okay. So I mean, look uh, at Atlanta's what? pitching roster. Top second baseman, not on Team Wilson. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, you said it. Uh, pitching, Nick. Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, Ian Anderson. I hate Charlie Morton. I, I don't. I, I don't want him on my team. Every year we talk about him, and we're like, we don't want him. Then he turns right around and. He's there at the end of the season. I so don't care. He's at some point, he has to step yeah. off the curb, yeah, and get you know have the bus coming. Yeah. But, uh, but so I love, I like Freed. Fine, I like Kyle Wright. Oh, fine. I like Freed. I like Strider. And I like going in the draft. Major value. We're gonna talk maybe, you know, starter. Yeah, we'll on my roster. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, Strider. Now that's the guy right there. Mm-hmm. He. And I've heard a lot of negative things about Strider, and I don't understand that at all. This guy was striking out. He struck out everybody. And so, what were the things you were hearing? That you know, he's, you know, it, it's not. He's not going to be elite like that, at, and he's going to take a step back, and all this. I'm not buying that. I had him a year ago. You're not going to get him off the waiver wire as I did a year ago, but he is a guy that you could look at coming out pretty pretty high in the draft and being mm. someone that you can count on to me. I think he well, had to take a step backwards. Well, his numbers last year, he was 11-5, and 2-6-7, uh, two strikeouts with a whip of 99. I mean, how much better do you want? Right. I think he has to go backwards. And by backwards, I don't, I don't think, think he's he has, got a great I don't think, though, because he's going to add on. He's going to have quality and quantity because he didn't pitch a full season. Plus, he was hurt towards the end. Yeah, so only pitching I think 31 games. He's going to be he's going to be an elite starter in my mind. He started 20 games. He ended up the season with two holes and one save. <laughs> that's that's an odd stat for for a guy that had the season that he had uh I'm sorry, what, of it. What was that again? He had two blown saves and or excuse me, two yeah. holds and one blown save. <laughs> oh jeez. Right, cuz he did pitch in 10 games as a reliever. Yeah. Yeah. 11 actually 11 games as a reliever 11. but okay 11 close enough okay. i don't mean to correct you i'm sorry that's you were you were that's close all right. that's all right um, yeah I, I think he's a good pitcher you'll see him we'll talk about him in a minute when we get to our rankings but um but anyways my point with the Braves is this nick they got to be the scariest team in the east oh by by far yeah i think i think it's going to be Braves 1 Phillies 2 okay okay so yep. Phillies win blank games this year nick 91. 91? Because Vince, wasn't it 88? I, I was watching your show when you were talking about that with your dad. Wasn't it 88 was the over-under? Uh, 88 and a half, yeah. Good good job, Kev. Okay. All right. So the memory's still around a little bit. I saw as low yeah. as 83, and I was like, there's there there's no there, way. There's, no. 
where, wherever that is, please let me know that because I would go over there and I'd put. <laughs> I don't. Money. I don't gamble, but I would gamble on that one. Um, yeah, eighty-eight and a half. I'm with you, Nick. I, I, I'm I, going I over eighty-eight and a half easily. Yeah, I thought you guys said on my show they'd be close. You know, ninety, ninety-one, ninety-two, somewhere in that range, um, as well. And they got to do better than eighty-seven. And like uh, we've said, I think the Mets go back. Just I don't think the Mets are going to be bad, but I think the Mets will go back a little bit. They're not going to win hundred games as they did a year ago. No. no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Hey, we're, we're running out of time for the segment, so let's do these last two quickly. Marlins, are you any any concern about the Marlins? Uh, only when they play Philly, because um, they because no, seriously, for as bad as they are, I got you. They all they got the Phillies number like every single freaking year. Yeah. Um, the only guy that really scares me, uh, let's see, on on their starting rotation is Alcantara. Uh, Quato uh, always we'll got be a. Talking he's, about him in a minute, so yeah, yeah. Quato uh, was Quato uh, always good, and I mean they don't have fabulous players, but when they play Philly, it's it's like you know every team that goes down to the Miami South Beach, they got the South, South Beach flu. <laughs> so I mean, you know. Um, so, all right, so Nick oh, Jazz Chisholm, are you drafting him this year? If you could. If I could, yeah. Where would I draft him? Uh, maybe he's six, seven. Have second base outfield eligibility this year. He is. He is. Yeah, you Can know, six, seven healthy? rounds. Can yeah, he stay healthy? I heard Probably one not. guy. One guy says the number one second baseman. I thought you were nuts. Can he be overall? Yes. Can he be in our league? Over Marcus Simeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had him over Altuve, uh, over Simeon, over Albies. Can, can he yeah, be in please our put league? him in our league. Please put yeah. him in our league. Please. <laughs> he gets paid to talk about this stuff, and he said that nonsense. He gets paid. Um, okay. Nick, Nick, worst team in the league. Is it going to be Washington? Nets. Uh, okay, so it is going to be Washington. They're, they're worse than Detroit, worse than Pittsburgh, worse than Cincinnati. Oh, no. I th- I'm sorry. I thought you meant in the in the East. No, Pittsburgh's going to be the worst. P- okay. Pittsburgh might not even win 65 games this year. Oh, yeah. I've got them. I got them under their 67 and a half. Uh Win total for sure. They got a beautiful ball, ballpark, but an ugly team. They do have a great ballpark. <laughs> I've never been there, of course, but I've it's seen gorgeous. pictures, and it's, it's it gorgeous, awesome. That's got to be on the list of ballparks to visit in your lifetime. Uh, Nick, tell the folks where they can find you. We appreciate you coming on today. Uh, tell tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, they can find me at tssfancy.com. You can find us on our webpage. Uh, com, and they can find us on our uh, podcast uh, com- coming up. We're, we're going to restart. We have a, a we have a big uh, draft day special, and that's on tssfancy.com. You can f- find us on Spotify and anywhere else you get your your podcasts. He's Nick Macaronis. We'll have him back on throughout the season. We'll have him on next week during the draft as well. Uh, the chat at some point during the draft and uh, appreciate his insight and his taking some time. Nick, thank you for taking some time for us today. Vince, where, where am I? Do you know where I am pick, picking? I don't know. I think I'm in the back end. I think I'm like nine. Yeah, I think you're nine. Yeah. Good. Right. Well, I hope, I hope we surround you, Nick. I'm seven and he's 10. So uh, I hope Shohei falls to nine. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't know about all that, but I'm hoping Soto falls to seven. There you go. All right. All right. Who won't be there at 10? Uh, All right. Thanks. Appreciate you.
See you later. That's Nick Macaronis. A reminder, go visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. It's time for the moment you've all been waiting for, our starting pitcher rankings. And we'll do this in our Fantasy Focus segment. Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com. All the fantasy advice that you need right in one place. BellyUpFantasySports.com. Go and give it a visit right away. All right, Kev, let's get to our pitcher rankings as we are coming up on the time. And uh, we'll pull them up here for our viewers on YouTube. Our podcasters can't see it, so we'll give them a quick shout here. Let's start with our top two because they're the same. Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. Garrett Cole for the New York Yankees. Uh, to me, that's that's really easy stuff, right? Right. Even though ESPN has them the opposite, Garrett Cole number one, and then Corbin Burns number two. And I'm concerned about Burns just because he had contract dispute this year. That yeah. always worries me. Um, he's not I happy think he with puts the way that behind him. And he's going to go out there and, and say, hey, Milwaukee, eat my dust, right? As so, a Brewers fan, I hope that he he puts it behind them and goes out and goes crazy. I admit I'm nervous. Uh, I'd still take him first pitcher, uh, but uh, I understand a little bit of concern there. Garrett Cole, obviously a great pitcher. He gives you all kinds of stat lines. He, does, the best he has that little team. where things start to go a little wonky. Yeah, the hiccup. Him. Yeah, and, and you just don't win that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it was the spider tack issue, right? Um, right. He was using the spider tack, and they, they said you couldn't use it, and all of a sudden he went downhill for a while. He pulled it back around. He ended he up did. having a good And time. so, you know, when, when it comes to him, 3.50, because he pitches in New York, and that, that that's not a good, you know, well, you have to think about because the left field is is a wasteland out there in New York. Right field, you could just hit up in the air and it's going out. Sure, but uh, he's got a great lineup yeah. around him. Yeah, yeah he gets so, support. <laughs> I've seen him as the number three pick on the ESPN mock draft board. I'm not taking him that high. No, for me, no. And so, uh, if he was happened to maybe roll back, there was one draft I did where. Corbin Burns was sitting there at number seven, and I had to seriously consider that and actually did bite on that one time just to see how it would work because I think that he is due for a major, major season coming up. Yeah, I mean, if he's sitting there at that, that 10-11 turn for me, I probably have to take him. Um, I, you know, my strategy is going to be so based on what everybody else does so if he's sitting there at, at 10, I'm I'm probably taking him. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it all shakes out. But those two guys are clearly in one and two. Uh, you've got Aaron Nola at three. I've got him at four. He's in that same category for me. Right. Um, Nola, to me, is a, is a close third. Like, there's not a lot of separation between Cole and Nola to me. Yes. And so, because I had Nola a couple of years ago, and that, didn't work out so well. So I avoided him last year. And he is a guy, he's kind of like Jake DeGrom, right? Sure. He lost 13 games a year ago. Can you believe that for the NL That's champions? That's crazy. <laughs> but you look at this, he had a 3-2-5 ERA and a 0.96 whip. So 
he was losing games that were three to two, yeah. two to one, stuff like that. And the thing that made me put him at number three is this is his walk year. Okay. And so I think he's going to put some things together. He's going to want to say, hey, pay me. And then I just heard that 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 they're actually negotiating maybe a, a, an extension for him. If that happens, then maybe he takes a little step back because then the incentive's not there. But right now, it's there. I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah, I think so too. And I've got them four. I got Scherzer three, but I think again, I think those top four guys are just solid. You get one of those top four, um, you're 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 sitting pretty. You got Scherzer at five. We'll talk about Sandy in just a minute. Um, uh, do you put Scherzer in that top tier, or do you have him a tier below? Well, traditionally, Scherzer, you know, is Scherzer. Yeah. And but as we just mentioned, he's forty years old. Or is it 39? The other guy is 39. Yeah. Okay, 39. Okay, so, but even so, 39, at some point, you got to start wearing down a little bit. And that's a concern with me. And that's why I put him at number five. I think he comes out of the gates roaring like he always does because the Mets are not going to ask him to pitch out of the bullpen like the Dodgers did. And that didn't work out at all, you know, in the playoffs. And so – I think that, that Scherzer is going to come out there, but at some point his arm's going to say, hey, I'm 39, and it's going to start not a lot, yeah, but just enough for me to back him up to the number five slot because it's, I'm, I'm a little worried about his – and it's not been an issue before, but durability to me is, is something that I'm looking at. It's scary for sure. you got Sandy Alcantara at number four. I've got him all the way down at eight. But I think these top nine guys are so close together. To me, that's yes, not knocking Sandy. Yep. It's just saying I, I put other guys above them. But to me, they're all really close. Um, how much do you trust a, a pitcher from Miami? Well, that's the only issue. And if he was pitching, let's say, for Atlanta, let's just say, he'd probably be at the top of the list. He'd be up there. Because, you know, he pitches for Atlanta. And Atlanta, first of all, they know how to use their pitchers. Second of all, they've got a great team. And so when he blew the doors off the place, then things – because Miami was falling apart anyway. But uh, he's going to give you innings. He's going to – he's a much younger guy than some of these other ones that we've talked about. And so I think he's going to be there the whole season. He can last the whole season. And but if you're looking for wins, probably not the place to go. Sure, I got Verlander at five. You've got him at eight. Don't tell anybody, Kevin, but I'm not drafting Verlander. I have no, him at five. As, his, his stats demand it, but right, he I ain't touching him. There's zero chance because we talked about Aaron Judge last week. There's zero chance he's going to put up the season that he did a year ago. There's zero chance that Justin Verlander comes out there and pitches to a 1.83 ERA. Not going to happen, and uh, I think that you know him pitching for the Mets. They're going to have to be careful with him. Sure, Scherzer, they can let him pitch because you know he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Justin Verlander, he came off the Tommy John and had a. It was like his second year back from that, and second year back, Tommy John, it works out. Maybe after that, I'm not too sure, 
And so Justin Verlander is too big a question mark for him to be at the top of my rotation. You got to remember that same organization is an organization that could have made Jacob DeGrom the best pitcher to ever play the game, but he had too many losses because they gave him zero run support. He would lose games one to nothing that's all right. the time. Right. And that's he won Verlander the Young Award with, what was it, 10 wins, 11 wins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And and he had he had guys over there on the pardon interruption losing their minds because he was winning the Cy Young because they only won he only won 10 games, 11 games. He was great. Uh Vertlander, though, he's gonna need run support. And, and he got that in Houston, but in Spain. He did. Not sure and he's gonna get it in the Mets. I'm not sure either. He should. <laughs> he should, but you know, when it just like he is 40. Yes. And and that's going to wear, you know, I look after the All-Star break, it's it's going to be an issue to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh you got Strider at 6. I've got him at 9. Uh again, I don't I don't feel like that's a, a knock on him. I think he I just don't think he's going to have as good a season as he had last year. I think he'll be very good. Um and that's why he's in my top 10. I think he's going to take a step backwards. I think the Braves they're going to win the division probably, but they're still going to take a small step backwards as well is what I think at the very least. Um, and so that's why I've got him at nine. You've got him at six and you absolutely love him. I absolutely do. And you know, as we were just talking to Nick about, there's a lot of people who are not on the, the uh, Strider Express this year saying there's no, there's no chance he's going to strike out 200 guys. And I've got it right here. He struck out 202. Let yep. me see here. Da, da, da. And then he only pitched 131.2 innings. That's yeah. unbelievable. 202 yeah. strikeouts and only 131 innings. Yeah. And so that's the kind of elite stuff that guys like DeGrom had when they were younger. And, and Spencer Strong, have, he's only in his second year. So I think he's big, he's strong. Six, and six he's gonna throw the games. ball. He's gonna have six less games against the Nationals this year, at least. Um, and that's that's gonna hurt his strikeout numbers. <laughs> not a lot, right? That's only not not a lot. No, yeah. Not. So <laughs> I think that that I'm, if if he's there, I'm gonna have to really think because I would be happy with Spencer uh, Strider as my number one pitcher on my staff. Interesting. Some of these other guys, they're going in the first second round yeah and spencer strider because they've here here's what i was saying spencer strider they've got him fantasy pros at number six so that's not so bad some of these other guys have him down at like number 10 which that's not happening to me i'll definitely be looking for spencer strider on draft spencer strider right now is um oh where'd that go uh, here we go. Uh, he is going uh, uh, 34th overall. So that's a third round draft pick. Um, he's going 24 in Yahoo leagues, 35 in ESPN leagues, 42 in CBS leagues, 33 in Ro uh, Roto leagues, and uh, 30, 36 in other leagues. So, I mean, he is <laughs> third round. You're you're willing to go third round with Spencer Strider. Depending on what happens in my first two picks, because I could certainly see me going offense with those two first picks. But if he's sitting there in the third round, I could certainly see 
him coming for the second consecutive year over to Team Wilson. Interesting. Interesting for sure. I like him. I'm not sure if I like him in the third round. Um, now, granted, I'm picking at the end of the third round, so maybe I do like him in the third round, <laughs> but uh, I, I'd be picking pick number 39. Um, let's see here. Shohei, I've got him at six. You've got him at 10. Obviously, this is just ranking pitchers. We all believe Shohei, if you're playing fantasy baseball and you got the top pick, Shohei Otani's, you got to take him. Right. As long as he's one player on yeah. your roster. Correct. If you're playing Yahoo, that's not the case. And I have yet to see any convincing reason why that is if because he you got to draft him as two guys i like that actually. <laughs> do you okay yeah yeah he's I do. one guy and so yeah. even whichever way you want as a as a hitter he's elite as a pitcher he is elite and so he's top 10 as a pitcher you've got him at uh six, six. that's a little higher i think because kind of like with some of these other guys he doesn't get the run support traditionally on the angels because the angels just have not been good <laughs> true <laughs> have not been good and they started off last year pretty good then all of a sudden they lost what was it 28 games straight or whatever, oh gosh, whatever it was and joe madden they said see you later you know no, no reason to uh you know we'll pack your office for you and that sort of stuff. And um, so it's interesting to see what's going to happen because he's a free agent coming up. Right. And he's a guy that uh, he's going to want to put it together as much as he can and see if he goes down the freeway over to L.A. Oh, yeah. He's going year. somewhere. San Diego all in on him. I mean, Angels are going to have to lock him up early, uh, in, in my opinion, to keep him. Um, you got okay, so you got Burns one, Cole two, Nola three, Alcantara four, Scherzer five, Strider six, McClanahan from Tampa seven, Verlander eight, DeGrom nine, and Otani ten. Now you've got McClanahan and DeGrom, two guys I do not have in my top ten. McClanahan very, very close to my top ten, and DeGrom to a degree as well, but I just don't think DeGrom is gonna pitch more than I don't know, 120 games this year. Or, or be active for 120 games this year. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I can draft the Grom. biggest question mark. Yeah, in 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 all of baseball coming into the draft, and uh, as we talked about earlier before we came on, he pitches in spring training for the first time tomorrow. So, but he may not pitch against major league hitters. <laughs> They're talking about possibly have him pitch in a B game. So yeah. we're still not going to know anything definitively. He might pitch since it's Monday. He might pitch again before our draft comes around. But he's not, he's the guy that people are going to be trying to take in the second round to me. Yeah. And that, I'm not doing that. Even though right. he pitches for the, for the Rangers, the hometown team. I'm last, not doing that. Last year, he had his worst ERA since 2017. He had only 102 strikeouts, which is he had 104 in 2020. Uh, other than that, uh, his closest to 102 was 143 back in 2016. Um, his his ERA is up. His strikeouts are down. 
everything that makes him great um, is is starting to change. Plus, right. switching to the Rangers, and the Rangers aren't a bad team, but he's switching no. to a team that's not more good. runs for him. I like what he's you know used to. Yeah. But when you look at him in the last three years, he has pitched 68, 92, and 64 and a third innings. And so if if he was, you know, the Jacob DeGrom of old, he's number one. Yeah. Without question. If. That's a big if. Because first of all, he's How many? You know, he, he delayed his spring training because – he had a strained side right. already, right? He's had injury problems the last couple of years. And so if if anyone's listening, right, and he starts to slide, if you're in the fourth round and he's sitting there, that's value to me. But yeah. in the second round, not happening. Definitely not Third happening. Third round, not now- happening. Three sites have him projected to throw 170 plus innings. Uh, two sites have him at 140 plus. One site has him at 100 plus. He hasn't pitched 100 innings in four years uh, since 2019. Uh, how many innings do you project uh, Jacob Degrom pitches this year? I would, if we're always talking ifs, if he crosses the 140 inning threshold. Even then, that's not enough innings for a guy that you're talking about going at the top of a draft. Right. I don't want that. I want a guy who is going to pitch 180, 190, 200 innings. I think for the Rangers, if he pitches 140 innings, then it was a good signing. Uh, For fantasy baseball, you want him to be more in that 160 range, I think. Right. At least that. Yeah. If he goes in the... A regular guy, if he's a regular guy and he gives you 160 innings, you'll take that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, you, if, if his last name is like Montgomery for the St. Louis Cardinals, sure. you take that. Sure. But it's DeGrom. Yeah. That's that's too much in a, in a draft. His potential puts him in the top 10, and that's yeah. the only thing. That's the only reason why he's in my top 10. Talk about McClanahan and Tampa. What do what you like about him? Well, he's much younger, of course, and he when you when you look at him, twelve and eight, two point five four, zero point nine three whip, uh, one hundred sixty six in the third innings. So there you go. He crossed that threshold. One hundred ninety four strikeouts, thirty eight walks. He's only twenty five. He's a left handed, but he did have two stints on the uh, injured list last year. If that was not the case, he'd probably be higher up in my rankings. And he pitches for a sneaky good Tampa team, mm-hmm. as we talked about before. If you don't think that Tampa's going to make the postseason, that's not a smart play. And so I like him at the top of that rotation because he pitches for an organization that knows how what they're doing. Sure. So I like him for that reason. And he's a left-hander, which they're not, you know, too many top left-handed pitchers in the league, so I'll take that. And if he's at the top of my rotation, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I could agree with that. He's So he's only been in the majors for two years. Um, right. He skipped AAA, by the way. Um, he comes up in 2021, pitches very well, and then he improves in 2022, and you would assume he would pr- improve again this year. I've got him, I mean, sniffing my top 10. Um, if I had him as my second pitcher, I'd be really happy. 
not sure if he was my first pitcher. I mean, I'd have to make a run on pitchers at that point if he was my first pitcher. Well, if you're going offense in the top of the draft, as I suspect a lot of people will, then you need to take this run on pitchers later in the draft. You got to. I'm I'm curious about our draft, Kev. I really I I think right. I think there could be seven pitchers off the board, six pitchers off the board by the time you pitch or by the time you pick. I think there could be five pitchers off the board by the time you pick. I think there could be zero pitchers off the board by the time you pick. Right. In our <laughs> league, it's because if if have you done an ESPN draft, a mock draft yet? No. Okay, because they've got that where they cut out a lot of positions on yeah. there. And so basically all it is is you're just drafting the top players and there's not a whole lot of thought process that goes into it. We have all the positions. We've got the outfielders, we got the middle infielder, we got the you know, uh, corner infielders, we've got pitchers, we've got bench spots. So you're going to have to put some thought into this of what you value and how you pivot. Because there's been course times where I want this guy, then the guy right before me takes him. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do now? So you're right. I'm very interested to see how things work. In this, do people are they homers? Are the three Philadelphia guys going to be homers? Are <laughs> you and Chase going to be homers when it comes to Milwaukee? And so, I'm I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen. Uh, I got two guys you don't have on your list: uh, Zach Wheeler. Again, I think him, Shannon McClanahan, everybody they're close together. Uh, I also got Shane Bieber. Bieber's an interesting one because he's had some health issues as well. Last season was a good season, great season for him. Yeah. 200 innings pitched, 198 strikeouts, 2.88 ERA, um, and he's got a he's got a really good club around him. But the previous two seasons, 20 and 21, he never made it to 100 innings. 2019, his best uh, year, uh, 214 innings and 259 strikeouts. So health is a big issue with Bieber. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be really good. And then Wheeler, like I said, I got a, just a whole clump of guys down there that 10, 10 through 13 range of guys that are really good. And, yeah. you know, uh, if they're my second pitcher, then I'm happy with, with either of those guys, any of those guys. Yep. I, I'd have to agree with that. And Zach Wheeler is a guy who he got the wins where Aaron Nola did not hmm. for whatever reason, however that works out. And, uh, so he would be a very good number two pitcher to me. Yeah, and that's kind of where I like him at in that in that role as the second guy. And again, he's 33. He'll be 33 shortly. And so that always, you got to look at that a little bit. But uh, last year, 153 innings, 163 strikeouts. The year before that, uh, 213 innings, 247 strikeouts. He's been over 160 strikeouts, five of seven seasons. So uh, health is a little bit of an issue with him as well. Uh, but his ERA has stayed under three for the last three years. So there's some value there in Zach Wheeler as well. Uh, Kev, let's look at our uh, value pick and bust. Let's start with bust. Uh, who, who do you have busting? Well, in, uh, who I have busting is a guy who I had on my team last year and who came through spectacular. I, I have a hard, hard time saying that. Very well. Let's put it that way. All right. He stumbled a little bit down the stretch. I'm talking about Dylan Cease oh. of the Chicago White Sox. And so when you look at his numbers, he you talk about a strikeout rate. He had 227 strikeouts. All right. And um, he had off 
off the wall uh, K rate. But then you look, he had 78 walks, way too high. That's one of the highest walk rates in the entire American League. And that's scary to me. And so uh, he had a, a, a th- another thing that, that concerns me is uh, the batting average and balls in play was just 260 against him. That's going to come up. And so um, when, it, when, I, when I look at him, he is going to strike out guys, but his walk rate is really scary. And so him on Team Wilson, not happening two years in a row. I've tried to tell you guys, White Sox, watch out for him this year. They're going to be a fantasy players. They're going to be real players, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I stay in Chicago for my bust, and I don't know that it's a fair bust. That That's a great bust pick there, uh, Kev. I go Marcus Stroman with the Cubs. Um, he's, a, he's an undraftable player, in my opinion. I know guys yeah, I, I, you know, can't have him. Yeah, he uh, he was a problem because I, I, you know, he'd pitch well, and then I'd say, okay, and I'd put him on my team, and then he would not pitch well. <laughs> and so then I would drop him from my team, and then he would pitch well. So inconsistency there. Yeah. So Kev curse. Uh, Kev curse. And so he could, he could curse somebody else's team not happening on here. Uh, how about your value pick? Who do you like? My value pick. I know you're saying don't, you're not big on Houston, but my value pick is Framber Valdez. I like now him. that Justin Verlander has gone to New York. He inherits the number one pitcher for the world series champions. And if you take him, he's ranked at 24th over, you know, pitcher by Fantasy Pros, number 69 overall. And so we're talking sixth round there. If you get him and he is a potential ace and there's value, if you get him in the sixth round and he does, if he was 17-6, 2.77 ERA, 201 in the third innings, 194 strikeouts. And so – he actually had three complete games. There's probably that's probably more than most teams had on their entire team. So I really, really like him. If he winds up on my team as a number two starter, I'm in great shape. Sure. And to clarify what Kevin just said, I'm not anti-Houston. There's just <laughs> a weird thing where I see a Houston player on my list. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'll go on to the next guy. And uh, it's not there's nothing personal against him. And actually, I like Valdez a lot. I, I think he could be a really good pitcher this year as well. Uh, I'm going to go a little further down in the hopper. A guy that you and I have talked about not on this show a whole lot is Nick Lodolo in Cincinnati. Um, he's the number yes. two guy behind Hunter Green. I like him a lot better than I like Hunter Green. I do Hunter too. Green. Hunter Green uh, is a guy I want nothing to do with. Is it Hunter but, Green? I feel like I got that name wrong. That's yeah, the Yeah, I think you got that right. Okay. <laughs> yes, you got that right. So, uh, one of our uh, new aspiring writers wrote about him earlier in the uh, season, and so I like him a lot as a pitcher that uh, you can put on your. Don't like the team he plays for, of course. Right. <laughs> of course, but uh, as a guy that you can get in your middle of your uh, staff, I like that a lot. Yeah, if you draft him as your fourth or fifth pitcher. Um, that's, that's the right value for him. If he's your second pitcher, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, you know, need to, uh, evaluate how you, uh, build your pitching staff if he's number two on your team. Yeah. Uh, you definitely hundred percent on that one. 
Um, but that's who I like. And, you know, I, I was such an anti-red last year that I was like zero reds on my team. This year, I've already talked about Jonathan India. Um, I've already talked about uh, Tyler Stevenson. Now I'm talking about Nick Lodolo. I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. Uh, he is going on average at 129 uh, right now. Lodolo is. Um, he's going as high as 96 and as low as 144. Um, so in that 12 to 13 round range is a good, I think good value for him. now nine, that's too high. No, I'm not doing that. Number nine, it's not happening. Number 12. Sure. Yeah. 12, 13, somewhere in that range, I think is a good fit. Uh, I like him in that area as well. All right, Kev. Oh my goodness. We're at an hour, seven minutes. Hey, thanks everybody for sticking with us through this. That's Uh, right. You know, Kevin, this is, you're getting all the info right here. That's right. Uh, Kevin, we've already said everybody can find your your writings on bellyupfantasysports.com. They can find you on Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. And next week, we've got the uh, Fantasy Baseball Draft live right here, regular time, 8 p.m. And uh, we'll be bringing guys on from our league on throughout different rounds to chat with them. You'll get the chance to talk with uh, Mike Brown, the co-founder of Belly Up Sports. Uh, I'm excited about that and other guys as well. I think my dad's going to join us at a round as well. Probably have to have him on earlier. Uh, he goes to bed goes to bed early, so we'll get get him on at some point early in the, the draft. Uh, but dad, uh, Kevin, dad's been promoting the show, man. He loves the show, listens every week, and uh, and says he loves to hear what, what we have to say and kind of kind of hear different ways of thinking about fantasy baseball, uh, which I think I think we do that. I think we give that that kind of information out. Um, as well, so we do. Uh, hard to believe the draft is here, which means baseball season the draft is here. And so, you know, you definitely want to join us next Sunday, because uh, I think a lot of guys are doing their draft probably the next weekend after that. So, you can get yeah. some practical, you know, on the spot experience right here right. before your draft starts to see how things work, because it's all real people doing real things reacting to a real draft so you definitely yeah. want to check that out making fun of people me and kevin will be making, making fun of fun people, of people. you know you talked about shane bieber I, I assume i won't make fun of anybody taking him in the in the uh, first round this year i don't think he'll go number four overall this year no uh, he's not going number seven the only reason why i know that is because that's me that's you uh yeah so well like i said i'm mean, just kevin just said it we're, we're doing this for you guys for the listeners um, to kind of get to hear a draft and see see some thought process, hear some thought processes in it. I like to wait till right before the season starts. Um, that's when my other draft will be is is the weekend before the season starts. So, but this is to help you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it and tune in. Yeah. Also, Kevin, we're going to be doing a belly up uh, baseball super show March twenty eighth. That's a Tuesday, two days before opening day. We're going to have uh, we're be talking through divisions. It's not a fantasy show; it's a baseball show. It'll be on the belly up YouTube page. And uh, so make sure you plan to be there and check that out. Kevin will be on that first segment and uh, we'll be going through division by division, talking through the baseball season and talking through injuries and things like that as well. All right. Follow me at sports stove on Twitter and Instagram. Go to righteous Use promo code belly up to get 15% off your purchase and go to belly for all your fantasy needs. Thank you so much for tuning in and stick it around. Uh, yes, for right. this day. Thank you. Like, like Vince said, we do this for you guys. We appreciate your support and being here. And uh, it always makes me happy that the thought that I'm actually helping someone because that's why I'm doing this. 
Very good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. That's right.